0: Cross the Margin across Cross the Margin Podcast.
1: To across the margin the podcast where we take you beyond the margin behind the scenes of the online magazine and deeper into the stories i am mike shields one of your hosts uh as today um to get navigate another weighty podcast or dive, trying to dive into some big issues these days i have with me again in studio brian saxon what's up brian what's up man uh you ready Ready uh, for this? Yeah, yeah. What I am. we wanted to do today is um, weigh in a little bit on um, you know Trump's proposed immigration ban and the um, worldwide uh, refugee crisis. And I know the ban was uh, voted down, but um, if you think by about, those
0: so-called judges, by the
1: so-called judges, right. the Ninth Circuit Court, which is always fucking things up. Um, it's if you think this is going to slow their role on this, that's crazy, because I'm sure they, there's something more to come. And um, they, they they seem pretty intent on, uh, on, on on closing the doors to refugees and, and, and all that. So
0: Right. But they are I, they are meeting resistance.
1: Absolutely. And, I,
0: and I think they're I think Trump is probably kind of seeing government at work. Yeah. The that, system of checks and balances which that was put into place so that we wouldn't have a. Dictator coming in and yeah. and uh, forming policy. I mean, I, however yeah, he wants. I
1: think he thought he can come in here and just, just just you know do whatever he wants. And I am actually, I am surprised at at some level of the executive powers that he has. Like we were both talking about the, uh, um, we both listened to Duncan Trussell and Abin- Abby Martin. Abby's such a bad bitch. She's amazing. I think she's great. But uh, she was she was mad at Obama. Uh, right. She's like, well, you know, seeing all these executive orders and seeing all the power of the executive branch of government. She's like, what the fuck was Obama doing? You know, right. But it, I mean, that's what.
0: Yeah. To which I to which I was saying earlier. Yeah. But, you know, I think he was trying to be the great.
1: Uh, United.
0: The great United. He's trying to reach across and, mm-hmm. and trying to get something for everyone. Obviously, Trump isn't playing that game. Nope. Uh, nope. As fascist dictators tend to not do. Yeah. Uh, i don't think Bannon's playing that game no, I think uh this is yeah you're seeing you're seeing white nationalism
1: absolutely and
0: and like the highest forms of government
1: yeah overt overt white nationalism is pretty intense, so I wanted to just kind of state my own personal stance um against you know the, this 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 order which which attempted to bar people from seven predominantly uh Muslim countries from entering the United states and it banned refugees for um, you know in full for 120 days, and Syrian refugees indefinitely. And you know, my stance is fuck that noise. Really, I mean, this is it's not okay,
0: right? And it, it, now, It's evil. It, it's evil. N- I'll yeah. go ahead and say that. Yeah, it's it's fucked up, and uh, it's also extremely hypocritical mm-hmm. because uh, we, is, is Saudi Arabia on, on that yeah. list? Uh it, they're not. No, it's um, uh, and, and they
1: have they have. Um, in total 19 terrorists that have uh, killed 2,369 people from Saudi Arabia alone. right and I mean that's just During the tip our, of the uh, iceberg of Saudi Arabia's ills right we Money. get we
0: get oil <laughs> yeah from them, so. and I think
1: well what you're saying is the threat the I mean these seven countries I mean the fact of the matter is that no person um, I it, it mean the threat is very marginal numbers-wise, from those seven countries. And the, it, it, and what is also known is that no person accepted into the United States as a refugee, Syrian or otherwise, has been implicated in a major terrorist act since the Refugee Act of 1980 was set up to systematically, you know, accept reg, reg, refugees into the United States. Right. None. Right. So, I mean, this idea of painting refugees as a threat in order to achieve their goals is bullshit.
0: Right. I think they know that.
1: I think they the oh, no, no, don't guess. The
0: rubes don't. No, the, that's the, Trump's, Trump's, that's, Trump's Trump's who, that's who that's who I'm know. hoping I, to be
1: speaking to and, and right. hoping to enlighten. I mean it's it's it is um And you're right. I shouldn't
0: I shouldn't use the word rubes. If we're going to get through to people, we shouldn't, yeah. we shouldn't be combative.
1: True, true. But insult, they are. Insult, but you, but, insult them first. Right,
0: but I mean you have been I think America has been conned. Yeah, I mean there is a con artist in the in the White House right now. Yep. And the idea that that we're in danger from people fleeing a war, women and children and men, businessmen, normal working people, uh, majority non criminals mm. that are being chased out by our enemies. Yeah. Uh, the idea that they're somehow a threat to to Americans on American soil. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the one of the stats going around that I've seen is that more Americans are killed every year by toddlers with firearms yeah. than they are with by uh, like Islamic terrorists. Yeah. I mean, like Islamic fundamental terrorists. Take yeah, that out right, of it. Right. I mean, refugees. Yeah. Is, it, is that really what we're scared of? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it's a, the the age, the age old age old tactic of scaring people by by, uh, by using what they don't know and what they're not familiar yeah. with.
1: And, it, you know, it's just... People are truly in need in the world. And, um, and it just becomes embarrassing when you see your country just turning your back to people. I mean, this is from Amnesty International's website. And this is actually... I think it's towards the end of last year these numbers come in. But in Syria, there's 13.5 million people um, in Syria. So these aren't talking about the... All the refugee camps, um, you know, that have been set up, we're going to be talking specifically about one in Greece later in the thing, but uh, in the podcast, uh, are in urgent need of humanitarian assistance. And, you know, the number of people displaced within the country is about 8.7 million yeah, people. Yeah. And then uh, the five countries border Syria, Israel, uh, right. Iraq, Jordan, Lebanon, mm-hmm. Turkey, have all closed their borders to, to people fleeing the contract. and. There's 75,000 Syrians stranded in dire conditions just along the Syrian-Jordan border alone. I mean, people are, you know, out of home, need of food, struggling. And just these aren't, they're not, it's, they're its not a threat. Right. And, um, you know, it just...
0: Well, and also, I mean, most people that came, most people's ancestors that came to the United States... Yeah. Uh, you know, we're fleeing some sort of I mean I'm you know, I'm half Irish, like mm-hmm. people were fleeing potato families. We're a
1: country of immigrants. Yeah. Like for real. So, this is who so we are. It's un American what's happening. Yeah.
0: So this idea that just because, you know, you were you're Italian American or, or yeah. you're 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 German or you're you're Irish and that you don't have any connection to people that are of Middle Eastern descent that they don't struggle the same way that your family or Mm -hmm. your ancestors struggled. It's, uh, this has always been going on and we've always been taking Mm them in. So now why are we, why are we not, why are we closing our doors now? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, in the end, it's a tactic to get the base riled up behind our current administration so that when we do go to war, which I mean, it's it's pretty much inevitable in the next four (laughs) years that we will be scary as that idea. the idea that the idea that Trump is going to go like let's let's say he makes it four years without being impeached or without having some sort of, sort of coup on the on the Republican side when mm-hmm. they throw him out, there's no way he's making it four years without without a war. Without a war, no, I
1: I could not agree more. <laughs> the- I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised a year. I think they're itching, um, but even like one thing that that people I don't think even talk about enough is the vetting process that. Uh, that uh, to get that refugees have to go through to get into our country is thorough. It's intense. It works. It's a, it's about a two year process. Barely fifty percent of the refugees who start it are accepted. It's no joke. And uh, do they have to? So like, there's
0: they have to apply. I have the list.
1: I could pull it up somewhere here. But um, actually, actually, all the steps you need to go through. Give me one moment here. Uh, put it, put it, oh, there we go. The vetting process is So it starts with a registration within the United States Number two, an interview with the United Nations Number three, refugee status will have to be granted by the United Nations uh, Number four, you need a referral for a resettlement in the United States
0: So you need to know So, so if you live in Aleppo
1: mm-hmm. And your your entire
0: block is leveled And uh, half of your family is killed by chlorine bombs, which apparently that's what they were using. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like a pretty shitty way to die.
1: Pretty disturbing, yeah.
0: Um, So then if you are fleeing that to get amnesty here, you need to know someone in America that can refer you?
1: It says the United Nations decides if a person fits the definition of a refugee and whether to refer the person to the United States or to another country. For resettlement, so the, the right again there, they are uh, they're deciding if if they the United Nations refers them to the United States right at that point, and then then you get uh, uh, step five, an interview with the State Department contractors number six, the first background check. This is after all these all these other steps. Number seven, a higher level background check um, for some. Number eight is another background check where the refugee's name is run through law enforcement and intelligence databases for terrorist or criminal history. Uh, number nine, first fingerprint screening, photo taken. Number 10, second fingerprint screening. Number 11, third fingerprint screening.
0: So suicide bombers aren't making
1: it through. Terrorists, it, it, terrorists don't want to do this. Yeah. Like these guys, like, they, they act impulsively. There's like they. Yeah. This is not. This is not how they're coming. There are. I'm not even going to read and if there, it. It goes up to 20, 20 steps here, and there's including you know, screening for diseases, cultural orientation classes. They work with resettlement agencies. It is no joke. Right. It, it's worked. It's, we've had no attacks from Bas- anyone.
0: Basically a criminal deciding to come into the States. It's way easier and way less time constraints. To just go and get a fake passport. To do something and, and, very devious. Right. To not
1: go through the system we right. have in place, which which clearly is working. So Interesting. Yeah. I but didn't
0: know there was that many steps.
1: It's intense. I, I, I should have probably gone through them all. It's really intense. Um, I get it. <clears throat> yeah. I get it. No, you get it. I'm good. And just, you know, on a very human level, this band's kind of making me sick as, the, you know... The dehumanizing that underlines the uh, the ban of Muslims is is just it's it's disgusting and it's it's uh, it's divisive and and we've said purposefully and and
0: this is like the uh, this is like the Black Mirror episode uh, which one? with the roaches yes where it's hmm. uh, it's the military operation and the all the army. All the soldiers see the, uh, yes. see the the uh, the the people that they're that they're exterminating as roaches. Totally. They see them as they're like almost like zombies. And we don't find out until later in the episode that they were Spoiler actually people who were, were,
1: who were you
0: know, who needed help. Right, they were and actually, that they, it was technology that was like distorting their
1: yep, their vision. There was giving from the to, from the military high hi enough, Yes.
0: When you uh, when you hmm. dehumanize obviously that's not what's going on here that's science fiction but this it's the same concept that when you it's much easier to get people to rally around a war cry when they don't see the enemy as yeah. human beings yeah so
1: if you dehumanize Absolutely. these people as you, if you label women and, and, and make them you know create it so that they are less human than you are more human than them right you are you know and I mean, this also, you know, the idea is to make us more safe, right? The idea that they're they're, you know, kind of using to push this along is supposedly to make us more safe, right? I mean, when one group of people uh, dehumanizes or besets another, that group will obviously feel dehumanized, and and you know, there's a chance they reciprocate with hostility. This 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 ban could be making us much, you know, less safe, right? Just 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 with that rationale right there, because, right, um, and I mean, it, it, it's it's division is what they seem to want, and, and and that's what this helps. I mean, what President Bannon and uh, Trump are doing here is putting forth blanket measures to keep out Muslims, or even the idea of building the wall to keep out Mexicans is implying is that these groups of people are less human in some way, and painting them as less evolved. Like a less evolved, threatening mass that must be defeated, must right. be neutralized. It's, 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 it's very, right. It's,
0: it's, That's gonna, I mean, the wall's gonna backfire on us yeah. 20 years from now when we're, when America is like an apocalyptic wasteland and yeah. Mexico <laughs> is a thriving utopia. <laughs> we need to get to Mexico we, City, City we, now. Yeah. And we get to Texas and it's just, oh, that fucking wall they built.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it just, I mean, I, I think Bannon and the gang, uh. Wanted to be Muslims, you know that that's playing into uh, ISIS yeah, too, though. You know Because like ISIS wants I, people of all Islam to be like the West is against right. you, and that's what they're doing. With you this. know
0: what, I, you know what, I will give Trump. Yeah, um, please, he needs. I mean, it's not like a. I'm not patting him on the back, yeah. but I will say, and I did not think at the start when after he was elected, I did not think this was going to happen. Um, he is standing by a lot of like his promises. Oh that I didn't I thought he was
1: completely full of shit. (laughs) No, I was just like there's
0: no way he's building a wall. There's not gonna be I still don't
1: think he gets it done, but he's trying he's trying to get it done. and I I heard
0: heard him in a in a press conference. Uh, oh it was the one with uh, him and Trudeau where it was like a side by side of uh, you know uh, his immigration Mm -hmm. ban and and Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada talking about how welcoming they're going to be to, yeah. to refugees. And Trump said that he was just like, I made promises during my campaign. Yeah. I mean, it's smart. They are like, they're keeping their base. Absolutely. This is what, this is what the people that voted for him. I mean, a, a majority of the people that voted for him, this is what they want. Yeah. They want a wall built. Yep. They don't want Muslims coming in so those are two big platforms that he ran yeah. on, and he's sticking by it. It's, it's which yeah, is it's, terrifying. I'm, I'm so, I'm I thought he. I am mean, surprised too. Yeah. So I'll, hey, every, uh,
1: every uh, fascist dictator ever has uh, has 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 pandered and bolstered up their base right. to make him worship them. Um, but yeah, it's it's it's. And again, to go back to like the human level and to what we were talking about earlier, what is happening in Syria in particular, which is crazy. That's the one they're just like, stop Syrian refugees yeah. altogether. Yeah. What is happening there is beyond heartbreaking and terrifying. People are dying, children are dying, and America, and America that turns its back in this situation is not America to be proud of. Right. Um, and uh, you know, and pardon my crudeness a little bit, but this. Administrations being a bunch of little bitches, giving into fear in 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 the light of that people really need help and they're showing right. their true heartless colors. And um,
0: well, you're gonna see, and you're gonna to see me. more citizens showing their heartless colors. Yeah, uh, I read a good article in I think Vanity Fair where they were talking about after the after the ban was the first day that it was. Enforce mm-hmm. um, the the article was about how nobody thinks so. Like all those people that worked for TSA and work for forced, work mm-hmm. for immigration. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are normal people. They wake yeah. up, they kiss their wife goodbye. They,
1: they drop their kid at school. They drop their
0: kid at school, and then they go, and then, you know, you hear these stories about, like, some five-year-old was kept, like, locked away. Yeah, they they're putting a handcuffs on a On a, a five-year-old. Yeah. Some, some woman was, Probably like, locked in a room for 20 yeah. hours. Like, these are... this Like, Trump and Bannon
1: didn't do that. Like, yeah. these were just... There was a person enemy. who was doing their job. At that point, right. it was their job to do it.
0: Which you totally see. You totally see the parallels between that and something like Nazi Germany. Yeah. Or, or
1: uh... Anyone who who is is using the uh, uses the idea of I was just do use, doing my job right, and they were, and especially like when it happens that fast, like oh shit, I'm supposed to do this now,
0: right? And, well, they, like, and, and you they, find
1: yourself doing things, or they found themselves doing things probably more cruel than they ever imagined themselves right. doing.
0: Well, and it's also, I mean, I I like to. I like to chalk everything up to, like, our instinctual nature as, as animals. Yeah. So that... So someone just doing their job, someone just taking a child, putting handcuffs on them, a five-year-old, that, to me, like, I see that as a form of survivalism. Like, that person needs that job yeah. because they need to pay rent. They need to put food on the table for their children. Um, so they kind of get caught up in this, like... I'm just, I, hey, buddy. I'm just trying to keep my job. Like, yeah. you know, what? What else am I supposed to do? Tell my boss that I'm not going to handcuff this mm-hmm. this kid. Um, but that's that's that's, that's what it's makes. A shame him, that's
1: that they, that's, uh, I get that. I that's think what, what we're both saying families. is we get that. We right. get that thing. It just sucks because that could be the first line of defense in a lot of ways too. Totally. But so, well, it's. I think one of the things we're we're talking about here is this this dehumanization of, of, of these people that, that are, you know, this ban or this proposed ban and, you know, are going against. And, uh, in order to, you know, kind of help understand what what should be easily understood that these are people, that these are people who need help. Um, we, we went ahead, Brian and I and found, uh, um, someone who's worked in these refugee camps. Uh, her name is Kim Prohl. Um, she, you know, she was just a New Yorker um, who, you know, had a had a regular day job and, and just, uh, as we talk about in this interview here, she got inspired to kind of give back, as as a lot of us do. We reach a point in our lives where we're like, fuck, you know, what am I doing? Um, and and she ended up, you know, doing a couple, couple uh, overseas uh, volunteer gigs, um, and then. That led her to actually working in refuge, Syrian refugee camps in uh, in Greece. And, um, and she worked with a Norwegian NGO. Um, what is it, Brian? Um, man, I
0: didn't have it. E i Havet, which well, means a, a, a drop in the ocean. A drop
1: in the ocean. That was the, the organization she works with. And um, I th- we just thought it would be great to talk to someone who has hands-on experience With seeing these camps, with working with these people, with you know who's really, you know, has a personal investment um, in the whole thing, and can hopefully open our eyes uh, to to just what these people are going through and just how special some of these people are. So, we're um, we're going to talk to Kim right now in this interview. So, uh, we hope you enjoy and hope you learn something from this. So, here we go. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Kim. Um, It is a pleasure to have you and uh, have the opportunity to share your story and uh, one that is revealing in multiple ways, being kind of a a story of personal uh, transformation and also um, something that can give us, uh, enhance our understanding about some things going on in the world today. So thank you.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having
1: me. Uh, And um, one of the main reasons I I was really excited to talk to you today is... uh, I'm totally appalled by the narrative that's kind of abounding um, that kind of paints refugees as a threat rather than, you know, people in need. And uh, this is just, it's just, it's its sickening that it's come to this. And, and so I feel that you can help us, you know, see these people as they really are, as humans, and, and instead of, you know, what the, the rhetoric out there speaks on. So I think uh, we should start, you know, how you first got involved with volunteering in general and so I know that in 2012 you took your um, first volun- uh, volunteer trip and this was to India um, where you volunteered in an orphanage. Um, can you can you tell us a little bit about that and, and it, just as importantly uh, why you decided to get involved?
2: Yeah, sure, absolutely. So, um... Like you said, in 2012, I went for three and a half weeks over to India, Rajasthan, um, and volunteered in actually a special needs orphanage, Um, and part of the program was also living with the host family as well, Mm. so really submersing yourself in in all things India and the culture. Um, I had always been fascinated with India from afar, Um, and... um, Shantaram is my favorite, favorite book. I mean, uh, have <laughs> you ever I've read? I've not, no.
0: You it's, have, Brian? I, I, I have. I, a, I look
2: at Brian because I know he's it's read a good, it.
0: It's a good book, yeah. yeah. My my, uh, my girlfriend turned me on to it. Yeah. Um, and I actually read it before I went to India as well. It's kind of one of the, that, like, the first sentence of that book kind of, like, punches you in the face. You're like, oh, all right, I'm, I'm into this. Stuff.
2: Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I yeah. I mean, I can say I closed the book and book booked my trip yeah. oh really it's, it's just like that it's that, that, it was that, it was that. wow uh, yeah incredible um so so that said um i closed the book and booked my trip but i just you know i'm, I'm a new yorker mm-hmm. i was um being swallowed by new york yeah. um i i can fully admit i was i was unaware um i was kind of just Grossed out in a way of of, of with myself, mm-hmm. so concerned with the most um,
1: materialistic irrelevant materialistic
2: yeah. things, mm-hmm. um, and knew that I needed to be more aware. Knew yeah. that I needed perspective. Um, knew that I needed to to recalibrate, and I needed to just cleanse a yeah, lot. A lot. Great. Of, you got to of that things. point of
1: understanding that kind of the the how New York was affecting you in the, that you know yeah way. So.
2: Um, I, and I, uh, yes, I mean, I'm so glad that, because mm. <laughs> some people don't don't get those Yeah, they you just know? get swallowed by it, let exactly. it overcome
1: them and never, yeah.
2: Exactly. So um, that said, fascinated with India from afar, closed mm-hmm. the book Shantaram and um, booked my trip to India. And to say, I, I, I will say, working with the refugees was life changing. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, this was definitely life altering for me, yeah. and, and, and did provide me with all the things I was I was seeking, mm-hmm. um, as well, we, well, well as oh, God, so, sorry. No, as well as meeting the most amazing. Humans, yeah. little these these little kids, the host family that yeah. I that I lived with, that I still talk to all the time. What were you
1: doing with the children at the orphanage? What, um, what Sh- yeah, what capacity were you?
2: Well, oh, it, it it's funny. You go with your first world, like where's the, <laughs> you know, where's the guidebook? Where's uh, the manual? I mean, I actually asked that to like the principal, and she's like, "We don't have that here." <laughs> you know, like, you like just like a,
0: a manual for uh, this for me?
2: Oh, yeah, or, what should I what do? Yeah, what's my
0: itinerary? What's no, my okay.
2: itinerary? What do I where, meet up on? Where?
0: Are, where's the croissants and tea uh, <laughs> in the morning? <laughs> yeah did uh, Did India fuck you up? Like. Because In, it's, I mean, it's it's aggressive. It's an aggressive place.
2: Oh, I landed and I wanted to turn around. Oh, it was, it was it, intimidating, it, it, yeah. It's an attack on every mm. one of your senses. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's rickshaws coming at you. There's dogs. There's extreme poverty. There's cows that are emaciated eating the garbage. It, it, the, the smells are different. Everything. Yeah. And I, I called my mother and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm coming, I'm coming. Yes. I'm coming. I'm coming home. Yeah. She said, you know you're jet-lagged. it's again, an attack on your senses. Um, sleep on it, let's let's talk. And then within 24 hours, I was hooked. Yeah. I was hooked because cool. it's also a backdrop of beauty and spirituality right. Right. and uh, I mean you walk into a store and you sit down for two hours because you're having tea, mm-hmm. chai with you know the store owner and it, it's just it was it's a beautiful, wonderful place. Plus, you put these wonderful children in the mix that mm-hmm. I got to work with, and then this family that I got to live with who yeah. are just the most amazing, amazing people, and took me in, and uh, they are my family as well. Yeah. So, amazing. you still in touch? All the time. Amazing. I mean, the power of, we, we all curse social media, but yeah. it's also, so, yeah. it's how you stay connected. Yeah, it's uh, absolutely. It's, it's great. That's,
1: it's a, it creates a web of... of Outreach to people who were in your life, exactly. Because yeah. no one wants to write letters, yeah, no. and send
0: letters, because oh. that's that's what it would have taken. Yeah, Calligra- writing calligraphy and like sending it off and doing a, a uh, what are the things?
1: The the, the, the wax, the wax.
0: The wax, wax yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, no, it's way easier just to go on your feed and
2: and even what, just put a comment on a picture. That's absolutely. that is staying it shows, in touch, but yeah. it's yeah. it's how you stay connected. You know what's going on. You know with what's them. going sure. on. So. India um, really triggered mm-hmm. this this love for volunteering. Yeah, and you for, come for home. You came home world. from
1: that, and you you, you know you you're obviously yeah. motivated for more.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. You you come home too with your head held a little higher because yeah. you know I'm like I'm not that <laughs> New Yorker as yeah. much as I love New York <laughs> right. and I you know and I I don't I, and I have a wonderful community of family and friends mm-hmm. and and everything but you proud that you've seen the world, yeah, that it's, you it's opened empower, your eyes. It's empowering
1: eyes. to, to learn more about the world and understand that you have a different perspective in certain ways. And So your next trip, you went to Ethiopia the next year, the right? The following yeah.
2: year. Yep. Um,
1: Same thing, though. Or You're working in an orphanage, right?
2: We volunteered in an orphanage, lived with a host um, Ethiopian family, mm-hmm. which was just like corrugated tin You know, a little house. But it was wonderful. Yeah. Um, Same thing, orphanage work. Mm -hmm. And um, same experience. I I, I loved Ethiopia. um, It doesn't quite have the beauty that India has. And, and, And I will say, if I probably didn't experience so much and saw so much of the hardships people are going through living on the streets and everything in India it would have been harder to to adjust as quickly in Ethiopia because sure. it's a sh- it's a shocker it yeah. really is it's it's shocking mm-hmm. um, but same thing volunteer in an orphanage and they just there's these special little beings that are left I mean some of them are left in, in garbage yeah. cans you know and and or like, children literally, yeah. li- literally. Yeah. or you know mothers living on the street and, and realized I can't take care of this baby so I'm going to drop you know her on an orphanage and, and um, what's really special about it is though when you see people coming in and taking these kids home yeah. you know and they, they used a to
0: chance. have uh, they used to have back in um Back in the day, and with which, the rotating yeah, the rotating doors. They would have a, At an orphanage, and, and, and like nurses box. were called like angel nurses, yeah. where they would uh, you drop a baby off, and you could close the door, and the, it would rotate around, so no one would ever have to see. You. It would create anonymity for yeah. whoever
1: was dropping off the child. Because that's was such a problem. Because that's
0: how often people used to dump their kids. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. the idea of like if you had a, a child that that uh, had uh, some sort of deformity. Mm-hmm. Or that had Down syndrome, it was just like, well, I'm not keeping, I'm not keeping this kid. So then you would just. How can I be
2: discreet? Yeah, Yeah, which
1: that was kind of the norm. Yeah. Have you seen Have you guys seen Lion yet? The film. It's I mean, the end of it. One of the stats they present is that, eighty thousand children a year go missing in India like just throughout the yeah that's, that's 80,000 80, is the number of this show that's it just doesn't even make sense to me I can't yeah, get yeah. my head around that type of number
0: yeah
1: um, granted there are a billion people there that's yeah. A, yeah. well yeah. That's, yeah. that's that's the
0: only way it makes sense it's the, totally so like I wonder, I wonder if that stat kind of is uh, is on the same level as in uh, the United States other, just, befo- other, just yes. because they're so they're oh so yeah cute. if you were people, to do the, the volume, ratio yeah down, yeah, yeah. Either know. way It's, it's, it's intense That's
1: yeah. it's, it's an amazing movie too. I couldn't recommend it more
2: uh, and, and I cannot believe I haven't seen it Yeah um, Get on it. it's, it's, yeah. it's
1: really it, it's, it's wild they, they actually take you On the journey With the kid Who's lost For the first half Of the movie And you just feel Like you're with him It's real it's, It messes you up In e- Ethiopia um, This is where And I know this From You know, our correspondence That uh, you learn more About the crisis In Syria And um I think you spoke of a particular interview you heard with a man in Syria who was, I guess, imprisoned in his own home and, and there was bombs blowing up all around him and uh, I think it was on NPR, was mm-hmm. it? And, and so right there, you you kind of felt the calling. Am mm-hmm. I right to say that? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so once I did my first volunteer trip to India, I just uh, made a commitment that I, I want to continue this once a year, use my vacation time and and, and go and help um in in different capacities and yeah we were hearing about the syrian civil war a, a little bit but we're so removed here yeah. um it's only been relevant and in the news maybe the past month but you know this has been going on since 2011 um and so i i was hearing about it here and there and and just something triggered that yes this is probably what i want to do do next i mean could not go to Syria, but you know all these people are fleeing, yep. so there is a need somewhere. And then, as you said, there was an NPR um, segment on one morning, I mean, I remember it vividly, I was like putting my makeup on, and um, the gentleman could not disclose his name and location, I, I think he was in Aleppo, but for obvious reasons, yeah. could not, yeah. um, under, you know, Assad regime, talk yeah. in detail, um, and, and give details about him, but he was... I mean, he was like a student, you know? And his house had been bombed. There was just missiles and things going off in the background. He got quite emotional talking about it, mm-hmm. and um, I got very emotional hearing it, and And I sat on my couch and I cried, which I, I do a lot, <laughs> yeah, after course. working with the refugees. more people don't.
1: If you pay attention, it's that disturbing what's yeah, happening over there. Ab- yeah,
2: absolutely. And he was just... So sad and horrified, and you know, I mean, his country and his the people he loved were just being dis- destroyed in yeah. front of him. So that said, it, it that was when it solidified. I need to help with with yeah. the refugees. So
1: you started um, reaching out to different organizations to get involved. How did yes. that go?
2: Um, it's interesting. The, the NGO world and the volunteer world um, is. Is, is 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 great obviously yeah. they're provide, providing um, needs to um, in many areas the government is not you know but it, it, it depends some organizations they want you a long period of time mm. some some want a humanitarian background you know yeah. degrees in certain fields yeah, I yeah, don't because have because in that. your
1: situation I mean you have a full-time job to support your life okay? yes. and so you're actually using your vacation time to go over there yeah. So they might not want someone who works seven, you know, just, I'll be there for seven to ten days. That doesn't fulfill yeah. their it's needs. Yeah, it's I've, hard. Done, I've done volunteer work
0: before, and, uh, yeah, they, so, I. so I was in Haiti after the earthquake. Oh, sorry. I was in Haiti after the earthquake, and uh, you get there, and, like, once you, if you're only there for a week, which is, you know, all I could do at the time, you're, they're just, like, you're doing basic rubble remo- removal, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're sledgehammering concrete, like, just basic grunt work but so they're not going to get anyone that can do like that they can invest in training to do like you know detonation Mm -hmm. or or, like kind of water building water purification systems so they really want people to like like this is your your," and you meet when you're volunteering you meet people that are do that for a living like they live that shit and it's kind of weird because you see you know in Full Metal Jacket when they talk about Marines that have been in the shit too long they have like that the, look the thousand eye. yard stare yeah. like people that like I would meet volunteers that like they've like, been in Haiti for eight months like during a cholera epidemic in like a post uh, a post ravaged uh, earthquake ravaged city um, and uh, you just see like they have that that dead look yeah. in your eyes I don't know if like you experienced any of that while you were over there
2: Something similar, but with the... So the coordinators are volunteers as well. Okay. They go for long periods of time. And I don't know the exact rule, but something about, I think, every month, they make sure the coordinators leave for two right. weeks. Because same thing. I mean, you're just... It's intense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's extremely intense. And what was the you, they need to remove them, themselves for a little bit. Oh, yeah, and then, and then go see, get, yes. get that Drown back But, but yes, bit. they they all, they have that. Right. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's...
1: I mean, that's Mm. But, it makes so, sense yeah. to me. Yeah. So, so the organization that yes. you actually got in touch with to that that suited your needs to be able to help was
2: so it's Drop in E Habit. It's a, mm-hmm. um, a Norwegian based organization. Okay. Wow! Um, so, so you it, did
1: enough research to come upon.
2: I I, I did a ton of research. Yeah. I joined Facebook chats. I just um, reached out to so many people who uh, who could somehow connect me to an organization that would take a short term mm-hmm. volunteer. Um, you know, when I first went uh, to volunteer, it was when the boats were arriving, so my at first what I wanted to do was just be on the, the, the beaches, yeah. and you're right. just on lookout, and you are the first people. The boats are arriving across. Because you, you oh, went to from Greece. From Turkey, yeah. Wow. yeah. The,
1: the Greece is where you sure. ended up. So
2: they're literally washing ashore wow. sure. from Turkey, because the island... I've, been to a few places, and we'll talk more on that. But the island that I went to my first time, Kios, you mm-hmm. can see Turkey in the distance. Oh wow! You're just staring. At
0: mm-hmm. so, so I'm just I'm just looking at a map, just so our listeners have an idea of where you're talking. So Syria. So assuming most of them are coming from Aleppo. The Aleppo area. I mean,
2: all over Syria. And 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 with that said, you have a. It's, it's mostly Syrians, but you mm-hmm. have Iraqis, you have Algerians, you have Afghanis, yeah. you have some Moroccan mm-hmm. as well. But the majority being Syrian yeah.
0: refugees. Now is there? I'm like I'm seeing. Now are they most so for Greece? So they're traveling across Turkey.
2: So they're. That's walking. a long.
0: That is a long trip. I mean,
2: they're walking with children through or various ways of transport. With the smugglers okay. from Syria over to Turkey mm-hmm. through Turkey, and you're talking about sometimes a five-six day expedition, yeah. and then a boat that is not equipped to handle the volume of people right. you put in there. Sometimes the life vests aren't even don't even inflate, what, what, uh, and then to come over to to Greece.
0: What island were you on, or what where were you in Greece specifically?
2: Sure. So my first time, I was on the island of Chios. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you can just see Turkey in the distance. Second time, I was in Kios again, and then a camp in Athens.
0: Is, so is Kios technically in Cyprus?
2: Uh, no. Ah, oh, okay. No. Um. But there's Kiosk, there's Lesfos. Those are some of the big islands mm-hmm. where, where the Syrians are So, so you're, on, you're
1: on the beaches, and they're coming in on these boats, and you're actually you know getting them off the boats and into...
2: Our, so there's many NGOs working together. Okay. Ours um, does a bit of that, but Mm -hmm. that was when um, I was, what I was first looking for, but um, what I was going to say is, uh, and and again, some NGOs take short-term, some don't, but a lot of that require more long-term training, and I, you know, when you're going on the the small vacation time Mm -hmm. you have, so I found this would translate, like I said, to Drop in the Ocean, this organization that you just need seven days, Mm -hmm. and they just want, they just want someone to go, to go help. Yeah, so okay. I felt really, really comfortable with it. Um, talked to former volunteers. You know, you you got to do your due diligence yeah, for course. sure. Mm. Um, and yeah, felt very comfortable with the decision to work with them.
1: Yeah, and so the second time you went back, it was a different situation.
2: Yes. So I returned just God is four weeks ago now. Oh, I left. Wow. Yeah, I left the day after Christmas mm-hmm. um, for two and a half weeks. I went. Back to the island, where... So,
1: just, be, like, between that time, you just, you have this urge, and it's probably in you now, that you feel like any time you get the opportunity, you want to go over there, you know how dire it is, and you just want to be involved.
2: I'm already planning to Again. go back in yeah. July. I mean, if every six months,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, I'm planning on asking for unpaid time off, yeah. I mean, it It changed my life. Yeah. And these people have made um, such an impact on me, they... I love them. Yep. We're dear friends all day long. That's who I'm messaging. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then there's more all the time, you know? And they need help in many ways, but it's just they need faces to um, that they know are not turning their backs on yeah. them like the rest of the world is. Mm-hmm. And they're just humans just like us. And they have wonderful stories, and they had careers, and they were students, and they're 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 amazing. And th- something about the, the Syrians—I mean, just in general—but the Syrian people are so lovely and giving, and hosp- hospitable, and and thankful for what we're mm-hmm. that I'm helping them. And please don't thank me, well, like yeah. you know.
0: Well, that's the thing with most Middle Eastern cultures is that they are their their hospitality mm. is. I mean, in that area of the world, like, they're known for... Every Middle Eastern country I've gone to, the hospitality is, like, far and away deeper and, and greater than other countries I've been to. Huh. For some reason, that gets lost. In and, translation, back to here. Back You're to lost, here. Yeah. This idea that, you know, they're our enemy. I'm just yeah. like, maybe you should, like, go and spend some time with... actually meet them. Yeah, with some of them. And We were saying before we started recording how... Uh, some of your friends are are uh, completely blown about, away by the fact that uh, this there's this uh, this idea that Americans think that they're ISIS when actually they're the ones that are fleeing from ISIS. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it'd be like saying that every Christian is uh, is a member of the KKK. Uh, where it's yes. Um, who is the one? Who's the one that just got uh, what's his name Flynn? Yeah. General <laughs> Flynn, uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> Flynn, um, that he, just described, he described all, um, everyone of the Islam faith as a cancer, so that's like 1.7 billion people as a cancer, so right. yeah. that guy, you know, but he's out now, so. yeah, don't yeah, think, yeah. don't let the door hit you on the ass type thing, what is, um what is the policy of Greece for, uh, refugees. I mean, is is it an open door? How are how are they handling it? So
2: Greece is accepting refugees. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, it's it's fantastic yeah, that, that so, some someone is. Yeah. You
1: know, um, I know a lot of the borders of Syria have have closed their 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 borders to refugees at this point. Which yes, is fucking terrifying. Yes. I mean, yeah.
2: So, so like who? P- pseudo. Oh, oh. Sorry.
1: I mean, I think Lebanon a border. I I don't know what Turkey's doing. I know a lot of policies have changed. Where I think there's like uh, five bordering countries, but it's 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 come to a halt almost. It's pretty and, scary. And,
2: there's, and those camps, like in Lebanon and Jordan, mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking like 60,000 people. Oh. I mean, they're they're huge, huge, huge camps. That's
1: crazy. So, can you tell us a little bit about the camp you were working sure, at and yeah. just what what was going on in there? Because I, I know there's multiple different types of camps. There's ones that's kind of like your first, yes, your, your the, I don't first response almost exactly. Like, yeah, and then exactly. there's more kind of stable living type situations where they're trying to figure it out so exactly yeah, anything you can lighten us there so
2: the camp in kiosk is called suda which mm-hmm. actually translates translates to black in arabic Allah. um and it was supposed to be just a first response camp mm-hmm. so you know the refugees arrive they go you know you go through paperwork and IDing and everything like that and then you are on to europe was mm-hmm. the hope um Europe closed its borders in March yeah. of 2015. Or was it 14? 2014. Mm-hmm. And so they're stuck. And so that what should have been just an immediate response camp for basic needs, yeah. food, you know, shelter, you just came... Get them healthy and, and,
1: medical needs exactly. right away. I mean, they're traveling. freezing, yeah. you know, really? they're arriving
2: with children. Mm-hmm. And then go forward has now turned into... An overcrowded, inhumane situation because they're not going anywhere.
0: Yeah, where I mean, where are the supplies coming from? Where's the water question. coming from? The food.
2: Yeah, so UNHCR is, is involved as far as the um, the shelter, mm-hmm. the the because um, there's there's different camps. There's there's camps that the government is funding and helping, and the NGOs are not involved in them, and then there's camps where it's pretty much, you know, the NGOs are filling a, a lot of the needs, um, the basic needs. So the, so the food is actually coming from organizations that are renting kitchens in um, in Greece and preparing the food. And then my organization is actually distributing the food.
0: That's got to be like a insane undertaking for a camp of 50,000 people. Yeah.
2: Suda is not 50,000 right, people, right, but, but for the yeah. bigger camps, I, I do not know. I do Can't not know, understand how that works. Yeah. And to be totally honest, it's all very confusing who's working with what and who's working right. oh, really? and everything yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a of, lot. There's a bit of
1: chaos in there, I'm sure. <laughs>
2: it's, it's chaos. Yeah, it's absolute
1: yeah. chaos. And yeah. It's just how it's you just... Yeah, I mean, it's the back end of a war. Absolutely.
0: Exactly.
2: I actually met up with someone who just returned from volunteering last night for drinks and that's what we were Saying like you just kind of go with the chaos because yeah. it's not going to be organized. No. You can't overthink it. You just need to get these people right. what they what they Absolutely. need. Absolutely, you right. know, for sure. Um, so some of the kitchens, and and I got to say, at least in in, in Suda. The food really is made with love now the mm-hmm. refugees don't really like it it's not to their taste and everything yeah. like that, but it's it' really is made made and prepared with with love and and then we distribute it and it, but, but it's not just like airplane plastic food, other camps, yes, but in Suda, you know it's people all day long mixing big bats of beans right. and me and everything like that so and then my organization we distribute food, we do various things food distribution, clothes distribution and um, Activities for children. Which oh, cool. is obviously very, very important.
1: Yeah, and so the, like the long, uh, I'm very interested in the more long term yes. camp. But what's it called? Um, it's Scar- called
2: scaramangus Yeah. So it's a, it's at an old navy yard in um, Athens, mm-hmm. um, and it's set up, and they're trying to vo- provide long term solutions. You know, they're building community centers. They've now, in 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 Kiosk, they're in tents. Now they're in. Containers. I mean, listen. It's not much better. It's two families sharing a small little what they call shelter. Oh wow. Um, what are the
1: containers made of? Is this like like the shipping containers you see on?
2: Kind of, mm-hmm. but smaller. Okay. But smaller. Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: wow.
2: There's 3,500 people in that camp. Yeah. So it's a bigger camp. Um, and these, and once they kind of leave the immediate camp, they're. They are going to another camp. Yeah. And, and then so they're setting up, trying to find solutions for people. that That's where they're living right mm-hmm. now. So, you know, setting up schools and, and community centers and mom and baby rooms and activities. And so, because they could be their so you, years. You don't know. Um I saw for the first time in almost a year of working the refugees, someone finally be able to leave the other day to Switzerland. Oh, wow. Highly educated, fluent um, in English. He actually had set up a falafel shop in the camp with a whole delivery system and everything um, and just got asylum in Switzerland. But it's the first person that I've encountered.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested to see what Canada's role is mm. going to play in this because... Trudeau is yeah. seems to want an increased role. Right? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I think so, like someone needs to step, step up. up. Yes, and definitely the Trump administration is not doing it. So exactly. Um,
2: Many refugees. Have been told that Canada is is an
0: option.
1: It's an option, yeah. You know, they yeah. get a
2: lot of information and a lot of lawyers there telling them different different stuff. But um, I could see a lot being able to go to Canada, which is fantastic. Yeah. Let's, let's elect Trudeau. What's the <laughs> so yeah, what's lo- here? Loving that man. <laughs>
0: What's the um, what's the process for someone? Okay, so they escape Aleppo, mm-hmm. they escape uh, a war zone, they travel across Turkey, they have their children. They get, they make it to Greece. They make it to a camp. Then what happens? They wait. They, w- and they, they wait. And do they get processed by like the Greek? They government? get
2: processed um, at. There's another camp called Vial, and so they get processed there. And then. They, I mean, they literally just wait. Is it wait is it? to... I mean, they have lawyers and everything like that, but um, when, when uh, you know, Europe has closed its borders, there's not much that they can do right now. Right. And it's now Greece's responsibility to figure out what they're doing mm-hmm. with these mass amounts of people. And let's be honest, I mean, I don't think every... Uh, there's many sides on how the Greeks are handling it, um, but... You know, at least they're giving them a place. Um, But the Greek economy is terrible. Yeah, I was wondering (laughs) if there was backlash from the
1: you know people of Greece who are struggling in some ways too.
2: Suda had fires from a right-wing group that came from Athens and sent set tents on fire in the middle of the night with children in it. You know, Um, there's there's some that are irate and there's some that are so welcoming and wonderful and you know their camp is near restaurants no one's going eating mm-hmm. in those restaurants and they're still this. we help our our fellow humans right. you know so you get different different sides sure. of, when, of once like again the,
0: the problem with nationalism yeah the problem with patriotism mm-hmm. is this idea that like well I I live here mm-hmm. you live here yeah. I have to fix what's here first so I can't be worried about these problems going on on the other side of the planet, when it's just a it's a myopic and short
1: sighted view of the of just, the world, just yeah. imaginary lines created that right. make it so we can't help each other. Right, yeah. really, right. It's, it's oh, when
2: people say to me, why aren't you know why aren't we helping you know the people here yeah. and the homeless community here yeah. and all this yeah. stuff? Well, that, yes, by that, that rationale, that's, why are you helping a homeless I, person
0: downtown when you live uptown? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. you yeah. should You're
2: right.
1: only be helping see, homeless totally. people. <laughs> totally. And, yeah, it's yeah, just. It's uh, just
2: I just walk away. It, <laughs> yeah. There's so many conversations I can't even engage right.
1: anymore. I, I think that's happening just, more and more. Right. It's just mm-hmm. I don't understand the other side, mm-hmm. the side that you know. These so many marginalized people are becoming more and more marginalized by the policies put into place, and it's just I can't get my head around it. Right. Um, so you must have had a lot of deeply personal experiences with some of these people in the, in, in, in these camps, and just had the chance to really. Um, Get to know some of these families, and, yes. and, and so that had to touch you in a pretty deep way. I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, it, you can't even articulate. To be t- totally honest, I mean, it's heartbreaking, but it's so hopeful. Yeah. It, it's happy. It's sad. It's 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 a lot of things. But um, they do tell you when you get there, you will be on the receiving end of some really intense conversations. Um, don't ask for them. You yeah, know, because you can't. Reciprocate anything when someone is telling you the things they are telling you, um, but I do remember the first time I sat with some some um, younger uh, gentlemen and they told me their stories yeah. and showed me pictures and you just sit and you just cry, cry with them. Yeah. Um, so yes, you get d- deeply, deeply close, um, um, and there's this love that you just on both ways that it's just kind of hard to just dis- describe. Yeah.
1: Have For you sure. been able to keep in touch with someone all, all the time? Really? All yeah. the time. So they have access to Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi you know, Facebook, great.
2: Messenger, WhatsApp, mm-hmm. everything, pictures. I'm learning Arabic. Um, although many, you know, they all speak English yeah. and you find ways to communicate one way or the other. Yeah. So yes, they are, we are involved in each other's life all the time.
1: So communication, I was going to ask you about that, communication is, they are speaking English. Some, uh, some, some, yeah. some aren't, you yeah. know,
2: um, but they also, many of the refugees have been um, at the camp so long, they're picking up English yeah, absolutely. So, so well. You pick up a little bit of Arabic while you're there, but I mean, it was heartbreaking to see some of the ones I met in the summer that were still just there, mm-hmm. you know, just a, a month ago, like they should have moved on by now. Um, but, the amount of English they have learned in that small time, and Greek as well. So, yeah, and you just find ways to communicate.
1: I was ask animals. Brian. Animals. <laughs> uh,
0: they are animals that just happen to be learning like multiple languages. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. Exactly. Oh, these exactly. Are, these are
1: people. But we just can't like let people know. like
0: this no. into our country yeah. that that are like living in tents and learning learning multiple, multiple
1: languages, languages and right.
0: struggling,
1: and hungry,
2: educated. I yeah. mean, you know, former businessmen that are thinking about. You know, what business... If I, if I stay in Greece, How to contribute will, in society. I will start a business. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, my friend Abdo, he yeah. employed 1,600 people in Syria. Right. Really? Yeah. 1,600 people. Yeah.
0: What, what was his business?
2: He had a denim manufacturing business. Yeah. And distributed to all around the Middle East. I think even in a little bit in Europe. His business was destroyed. His family was destroyed. Abdo and his wife, Zarifa, are a huge, huge part of my life. Uh-huh. I get teary-eyed just talking about that. Yeah, of course.
1: And uh, yeah. Yeah. I was ask- sorry. No, please take right. a second. Right. Take a second. I completely. I'm seeing what you have, and, and and just you knowing all the experiences of what they've been through. I just it's it's a it's 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 a hell here on earth they've been through, and it's yeah. It's no it's no joke, and they need help, and this is it's absurd that people can even just. You know the demonization of those in this situation is just really driving me mad. Um, yeah. I always ask Brian this when he travels because he travels so often. How did the how do they take to you as American? I know um, these. You know. They, yeah. what's, what's, what's
2: Well, when yeah. I was there, it was when Trump was going to be yeah. elected. I landed and he was. Uh, not elected just our president mm-hmm. um, and they are I mean they are more up on current events in the world than we are yeah you know, it's, it just it's, they have a giant world great, view great, yeah of greatly course. greatly but, not, um, yeah. Bigly. But yeah, bigly yeah
0: <laughs> but obviously they are because they wouldn't have voted for Trump yeah
2: Okay. Um, they are they embrace they embrace I mean and then you say yeah. New York and of course yeah. you know they embrace it even more yeah. but they love I mean they love to talk politics they know everything's going on they mm-hmm. loved they loved Obama although also know you know the, yeah. the pitfalls of Obama sure. as well but sure. it, it's always Obama New York yeah. you know but they they totally totally in in, in embrace um, America yeah. for sure for yeah. sure yeah although they don't want to come here
1: Oh yeah, yes. really?
2: Yeah, they don't. Where, they don't. Just the because of what's
1: what's happening, What how, what is the, what like, has what has culture, Yeah, I mean,
2: yeah. they see in America. Yeah. I've had some conversations. Um, they see racism. Yeah, you know, they they see the hate. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, that's na- what's crazy I know about now. About now, now it's everything like Trump it's Trump always that's
1: doing. always been the case. You know, it's always been here, but like it's unbelievable how overt it is now. Yeah. What What you know, this evil that was hidden for so long, it's just out in the opening. So that that. I can see how that's appalling, and uh,
2: yeah, off-putting. and then you know, with all the recent Trump stuff and the banning and everything. Wow, I never yeah, thought they'd... that.
1: I think, yeah, I mean, think about that. Uh, people who are in refugee camps in hell don't want to come here. Yeah. Like that's 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 what has happened.
2: Yes, yes,
1: that's hard to think about. Um, what's next for you when you go back? You were talking about July. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Same,
1: same Greece. Same, same. same You're breathe. still working through uh, a drop of water.
2: Uh, a drop in the ocean. Yeah, the ocean. I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> My
1: bad.
2: Uh, that's okay. good. <laughs> that takes away the whole yeah. drop in the ocean. That's all we,
1: yeah. That's that's all right we are. Yeah. Working I, I think
2: so. There's there's many cool NGOs doing cool stuff. Yep. I feel pretty connected to them, so good. I think I'll go back. I mean, part of me I can just go back at this point and yeah. just walk walk through the camp. I know so many people, but. You don't want them to be there yeah. when you go back. Right. Like you say goodbye, and you, and you want
1: it and to be goodbye. You, you want, want their it life. to be yeah. goodbye. I
2: want to go see them in Germany. I want yeah. to go see them in Switzerland. I yeah. want to go see right. them other places. I don't want to see them in in the camp. Yeah. Um, but and and I hope everybody has moved on. But many won't. So yeah, I want to just continue continue the work.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. I you know
0: well, okay. Please, um, you know we have, have time. To... Yeah. Kind of concluding thought. Let's also, um, what can so what can what can Americans do? What can like if someone listening to this, if they're just like, you know what, I need, I want to get involved. What can they do? Is there
1: yeah the, an organization yeah, the, what's they can the donate path? What's to? The path? There,
2: yeah? I mean, there's some great organizations out there doing great stuff. Um, I don't know if you also have seen the documentary The White Helmets.
0: I have not. But I just saw. I just saw that. It was yeah, on it's on Netflix. There
2: yeah. they're a group of Syrians in Syria like, uh, who have formed their own response team in, in Syria. Yeah. So, you know, you can donate to them. Um, the, the NGOs, just donate, I tell people, you right. know. Definitely donate to people helping the Syrian mm-hmm. refugees. Do some due diligence. Like, there's, um, I think it's charityfinder.com tells you which ones, like, have really good rankings, yeah. how transparent they are with the numbers and everything like that donate to refugees i mean it sounds so cliche but educate yourselves Absolutely. you know really it's these not people cliche, it's are important. just yeah. so su- there's just amazing humans mm-hmm. they, they they would be my friends if they were in new york Absolutely. they would be just sitting next to us at dinners you know and it was all stripped from them yeah. um if someone volunteering, you know, it's not for everybody, it, yep. and then that intense, intense environment is not for everybody. So I don't push that everyone should go and, and volunteer, yeah. but you can do it. You can take a week, you can uh, off of work, um, and it makes it really, really makes a difference um, for sure. So
1: amazing. Well, thank <laughs> you not only for talking to us and, and letting us know a little bit about your experience, but thank you for your work you're doing. Oh, you know, it, it, it shows that. Anyone, you know, you were you were a New Yorker who felt you had a closed worldview, and and you know, you got up and and, and found the path that uh, led you to be able to help some people. It's amazing. So thank you.
2: Thank you. Thanks for the time.
1: Of course. <laughs>
0: Across the bar.